Welcome to So What Do You Think, a podcast where we discuss weird and unsolved mysteries and events and give you our completely unprofessional opinion on them. I'm Jay and with me here is B. Hi. Now, this case tonight is going to go into the realm of quite an interesting, albeit horrific topic, which is sex trafficking. Okay. Now, this has been a contentious, controversial sort of topic over the years especially in recent times with some people saying, look, it just doesn't happen the way that people think it does. And others saying that there are potential sex traffickers around every corner. So before we start, what are your thoughts on sex trafficking? 100% think it it happens. It happens. Um, I am, how do you say, I'm very into sex trafficking. (laughs) How do you, I know, how do you say that? Like, no, I follow a lot of, a lot of organizations, uh, people on on social media that stop sex sex traffickers, you know, like p- places that rescue children, get all, all sorts of things. And the reality is, it's real. That's the reality of it. Yeah. Um, it definitely happens. It is happening every single day. Mm-hmm. And the sh- number um, of children and women is phenomenal and people actually have no idea like yeah, your everyday yeah. person has no idea how much it actually happens and then given like the current climate one of the um gentlemen i follow does amazing work um he's been talking about the re the, what's going to be happening and how careful they need to be with the stuff that's happening with ukraine and russia like yeah, sure. The, the the amount of trafficking that's going to be happening at the border and stuff like that yep. people saying you know i'm here to help you and all that and then and even it recently in the news the huge uh sting in america mm. including uh for people that work for uh disneyland oh i didn't hear about that one yeah yeah and i mean if you're into the sort of conspiracy theory side of things um there's been a long 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 standing conspiracy theory going about going on about what happens at disneyland so oh, gosh okay oh, just for just uh considering that's actually come out and is now true it's kind of like oh okay so that's oh, we'll be googling that one later oh um, yeah there's a lot of stuff there well look i think that in reality the real story is probably somewhere between the two opinions because they are quite polar opposites. And I think, look, it's easy to become really worried and even paranoid about it, just especially where kids are concerned. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of a parent's biggest fears, isn't it? So, yeah. but I mean, all over Facebook, there are supposed firsthand accounts of parents describing near misses and some rando watched their child a little bit too closely in Kmart and or, you know, don't smell the sample perfume in the car park because it's an anaesthetic that will kidnap you and all that. And well, they do get kidnapped. They do get kidnapped and they do. Yeah, get- no, but I'm just like, I would be seriously questioning why someone was trying to get me to smell sample perfume yeah. in a car park. I'd be like, no, you're meant to be in there in the perfume department. <laughs> why, like, are you out why are you out here? This is weird. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that we've kind of got a middle ground there. But, yeah, I 100% um, think that kidnapping, trafficking, all of that sort of stuff happens. For me, it's not like when I say trafficking, there's always a big emphasis on sex trafficking, but trafficking isn't just about sex trafficking. There's 
trafficking for organ harvesting. There is obviously the sex slave trade and a whole bunch of other reasons. So it is actually, yeah, a pretty big... And I, think, I think we touched on this in the Madeleine McCann episode, like that you are more likely to be kidnapped or killed by someone that you know than a stranger. That's just yes. a fact. Mm. Um, and, but I mean, be vigilant, especially as a woman, be vigilant. Um, you know, the boogeyman generally isn't waiting to come and take you, but every now and then, you know, he is. And, you know, we've discussed this before that the people that do get kidnapped are not usually white middle-class people with loving families that will miss them and all of that sort of thing. So with that all out there, you know, and I think that we're probably on the same page that sex trafficking and human trafficking happens all the time, but it's just, it's usually to the people that are going to, are not going to be missed. They're the yeah, people that yeah. people aren't going to chase after. They're poor yeah. people. They're from countries that don't have and as many eyes on the situation and that, that sort of thing. is why it falls into this whole, no, it doesn't really happen thing because yeah. it's not reported because these people either don't have families or they have families that don't care. So if no one's looking for them, how are they missing? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, we we'll never know the real numbers, really. Yeah, yeah. So all of that out of the way, tonight the case that we're talking about um, is one where a white middle-class woman may have been kidnapped and forced into sex work. So have you ever heard of Amy Lynn Bradley? No. Okay. Well, Amy was a 23-year-old woman who had just graduated from university. She was for, from Virginia in the USA and had a degree now in phys ed. The year is 1998. She had decided to take a cruise with her family. So this was her mum, Iva, her dad, Ron, and her brother, Brad. You know this, I know one? this one? Yep. Yeah. I've read this one. Yep. You know, if it's a trafficking one, I know I don't know most of them. If it's a trafficking one, there's probably a possibility that I might know it. I do know <laughs> this one. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. You've got a little bit of knowledge going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, mum, Iva, dad, Ron, brother, Brad. Why he was called Brad Bradley, I don't know. Maybe it was yeah. like his name. Um, Very know. not nice. <laughs> Either that or the parents of those type that are really into their surname. I think it was yeah. a nickname. I think it was a nickname. <laughs> um, now, the cruise was to go through the Caribbean. On March 23rd, 1998, the ship docked in Curacao. I always thought it was pronounced Caraco. You know, when you drink the blue stuff in your cocktails. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, the blue Caraco, mate. Um, and no. I'm like, the blue Caracao. Yeah, apparently it's Curacao. I'm still going to call it Caracal. Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) Um, And that night they um, all attended a dinner party on the upper deck. Sounds like a lovely night. Sounds like a great holiday so far. Sounds like fun was had by all. Amy and Brad kicked on dancing. Uh, Amy was dancing with one of the band members on the floor of the disco dance floor. They have a great night. Amy and Brad head to bed at around 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Now, it looks like Amy didn't really go to bed, though, because at about 5 a.m., Ron got up and saw Amy sitting on a chair out on the balcony of their room. Um, She wasn't asleep, but she was just kind of dozing, I guess, in the chair. She wasn't completely asleep. He went back to bed but got up about an hour later at about 6 o'clock and Amy wasn't there anymore. But she wasn't in her bed either. So they look around, but they can't find her. And they also notice that she's left everything behind. So she's got no ID, no money. She didn't even take her shoes. The only thing that was missing was her cigarettes and her lighter. 
Now, the alarm was raised and the ship was searched, but no trace was ever found of her. So initial thoughts? Well, I can't really say my initial thoughts because I kind of already know. You know some stuff. <laughs> I know some stuff. So I um, my thought is that, like, if the only thing missing is her cigarettes and lighter, then she's gone for a smoke. Like, that's pretty literally the only thing I thought of at this point, you know? Yeah, true smoker takes them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so and not even shoes so that shows me that she wasn't going far I don't think yeah yeah now the initial investigation and actions of the ship were not great and likely led to the missing the messing up of this case which is a common occurrence on cruise ships yeah yeah cruise ships can be rather dodgy um I mean this one was in port but when they're out in the ocean, there's no law, there's no jurisdiction. It's just sort of sea law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, anything goes. So mm. Now, Amy's family begged the ship's captain to essentially lock down the ship immediately. Do not let those 2,000-odd passengers leave while it was searched. Ship's captain wasn't keen on this, didn't want to do that, didn't want to prevent everyone from leaving, so didn't. Now, the family also asked if they could make an announcement over the PA And they did end up doing that, but it was like eight o'clock before they did that. So most people had already gotten off the ship, so they didn't hear it. A search was eventually carried out between 12 and 1 p.m., but yielded nothing. Otherwise, the Coast Guard searched for about four days, but again, they found nothing either. It's hard to, I guess, in foreign countries, especially in tourist towns, to get police to take things seriously sometimes. It just must be really hard, I think. Depending on the country, it's, I feel like that would be a bit of a roadblock to have to yeah. do with the foreign police, yeah. Yeah. So time goes on. The family never see Amy again. It just seems as though she's vanished into thin air. Yeah. Uh, the general consensus from the authorities, at least, was that Amy had gone for a smoke and fallen overboard yeah. or even committed suicide. Yeah. The family was not down with this, though. Um, she was an extremely athletic person and a really strong swimmer. And they were in port, so they weren't, like, at the docks, but they were, you know, reasonably close to port. Um, so people are like, no, she would have been able to swim unless she's hit her head or something like that. Yeah. Plus, no body has ever been found either. Now, there were some... And you, like, I can understand, okay, yes, falling overboard at sea, hmm. finding the body, fat chance. Like, oh, yeah, if you go over at sea, that's it. Yeah. You're not coming back. Yeah. But in port, no, nah, I don't buy it. Yeah, I know. And look, it's not out of the realm of possibility because, you know, if you just have that really bad series of unlucky events where you trip and you slip and you hit your head and you're unconscious and you go in the water, yeah, maybe you can drown at close to port. Yeah. You know, you but know. I still would have thought they would have found a body. You would think, yes, correct. Yeah. So, so there were some potential sightings. Two passengers told Ron that they that, that morning they had seen someone that looked a lot like Amy cigarettes in hand take an elevator to the ship's deck this one is pretty well confirmed by police they feel as though this may have been the last time someone actually saw her so yeah it looks as though she was going for a smoke on the ship's deck by the looks of it Um, a man who was driving a cab that day um, also said that a woman who looked like amy came up to him with a panicked demeanor and said that she needed to use a phone urgently so remember 1998 we very very early cell phones at this stage Um, Not everyone had one. Neither of these sightings can be confirmed, though, 100%. But like I said, that first one, the police do sort of say, we feel as though this is probably a legit one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Five months after she disappeared, a Canadian tourist said he saw Amy on the beach of Curaçao with two men. He said he felt she was trying to get his attention. So they were walking along. Um, he was very close to her. He said he was literally like two feet away from her. So yeah. he was pretty certain that it was her. Um, she had some pretty um, specific tattoos and a lot of people saw these tattoos in these sightings. Yeah. Um, now he was pretty much next to her. Apparently she was trying to get his attention in some way. Unfortunately, he was not the hero in this story because he did nothing about it. You know, I just feel as though if you see a woman trying to get your attention, maybe you should do something about that. Yeah. But a lot of people in this story do not. Now, in January the following year, a U.S. Navy officer visited a brothel in Curaçao, as you do, apparently. While he was there, he saw a woman who came and begged him for help. She said her name was Amy Bradley. Did he help her? No, No. he didn't. No, he did not. Why not? Well, he didn't want to get busted having been in a brothel. You know, his career was more important than a woman's life. So that is why he has not said anything. Would he even get busted for being in a brothel? Well, apparently because he was in the Navy, yes, he would have as far as that goes. But they all do that. We all know they do that. Yeah, it's like don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> but it's Okay, like- so where we near where we live, where the Navy ships come in, the US Navy ships come in, there is a brothel nearby Mm -hmm. that brothel closes down for two days after the ship leaves because that many sailors go there oh my god and the girls need a break they need a little bit of a uh, siesta this is common knowledge this is this is a known fact so come on yeah yep um yeah and it's like haven't you ever heard of anonymous tips dipshit you know yeah Do something. You've seen a woman come up to you working as a prostitute in a Curacao brothel. She's a white woman. Not that that should make a difference, but the fact is she's a white woman in a country that does not predominantly have white women. Yeah, you know? yeah. And she has an American accent and she has said her name is Amy Bradley, but you didn't want to get in trouble. So, you know, you didn't say anything about it. Now, he did eventually do the right thing and let her family know after he retired. So that was helpful. Yeah, I know. Why? Why? Just why? So later in 1999, Amy's parents went to went on America's Most Wanted and Dr. Phil to just try and bring some attention to the case. Yeah. After this, a Navy SEAL soldier named Frank Jones contacted the family and he says, look, I'm special forces or ex-special forces. Can we help you? I've got a team. We'll go over there. We'll go find her. We'll bring her back for you. No worries. A so, lot of the so a lot on a side note, a lot of the groups that do these sorts of rescues and things like that are ex special forces. Yep. Heaps of them are. Yep, that's what they do after they finish. Yeah. 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 Yep. They're like contractors. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they were like, yes, yes, please. Finally, someone wants to help us. Um, so these guys went over and they claimed that they found Amy. They saw her being held in a housing complex surrounded by barbed wire. They gave descriptions of her tattoos and even said that they had heard her singing a lullaby that only her mother, well, like her mother used to sing to her. So it seemed pretty legit. Um, Over the next few months, they monitored the situation until they felt that it was safe to perform a rescue. Apparently, the complex was also surrounded by heavily armed guards. So Jones tells the Bradleys that he is ready eventually after a couple of months. He's ready to rescue her, but of course, he needs some money to do it. 
they send him a total of $210,000 and they wait for his call. Guess what? He call never comes. What an asshole. Turns out he was a scammer and made the entire thing up. Oh. Yeah. So he wasted all that time, put them through all of that, got their hopes up, and yeah, scammed them out of money. What a piece of shit. shit. Yep. Now, the good news is that he does get charged and he's sentenced to five years in prison, which is not nearly enough, but we'll take it. Yeah. Now, in 2005, the Bradleys receive an email via their website. It was from someone who claimed to be from an organisation that tries to track down victims of sex trafficking. The email claims that they have found Amy on a website going under the name Jazz, and she is working as a prostitute. Uh, Attached to the email is two photos of this Jazz. These photos have been made public. Have you seen them? I'll send them to you. Okay. All right. Let me send you first a photo of Amy and then I'm going to send you the photo of the website, the website picture, one of them. I'll put these up on social media as well. What are your thoughts on these two photos? I think there is some similarities. I think it looks like her, you know, like quite a distinctive face. She does. Her cheeks. Yeah. And her eyes. Yeah. I mean, obviously her hair is longer. Yeah. But, you know, that aside... It really does look like her, I think. Forensic experts actually looked at the photo and they said that they were pretty certain that it was her as well. So yeah, I think it's a good possibility, you know? Yeah, I do too. Yeah. So let's have a look at some theories. Here we have clearly nothing to go with, you know, other than her potentially, well, did you, was she kidnapped or wasn't she, I guess? Yeah. I mean, what do you think about the accident suicide thoughts? No. No? Nah, I just, I don't know. I know the story and I've read it and there's nothing to indicate that. And again, there's nothing to indicate that she was that way inclined. And then again, why would you do that at port? Yeah, it would be weird. I mean, I think suicide, no. She did not seem like she had a lot of things going on. And like really, again, seriously, if you were going to do it, you would wait till the ship started off again and you were in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night and then they wouldn't find you and that would be it why would you do it at port yeah I agree yeah and it's a weird way to suicide yeah I mean I don't know how big the ship was but there is the potential of surviving jumping off a ship you know yeah if it's not I was going to say driving uh sailing if it's not sailing then you're just going to fall in the water really yeah so, yeah, I mean, an accident maybe if she was on deck and maybe she was still a little bit drunk after the night before. Sounds like she had a pretty big night. Maybe she needed a head. Mm. You know, I think that, you know, there is a possibility that that did happen, but we need to look at everything else that we've got in this case. So, yeah. Interestingly, in 2010, a jawbone washed ashore in Aruba. Uh, they did basic tests on it and it showed that it was from a Caucasian person. Mm. They never did DNA, though, strangely, which is mm. a bit weird to me. I think they should definitely do that. It, it is really strange, especially because Amy is actually one of the ten white, one of ten white women missing in the Caribbean. So even if it's not her, let's find out who it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think it's unlikely she's still alive, though, and her parents did have her declared legally dead in 2010. That's not yeah. to say that she hadn't been killed years after she was taken, though. Yeah. 
so I think we just need to look at this as a potential rare case of sex trafficking of a middle-class white woman. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So mm, thoughts now that you can say that what you, th- what you know about it? Um, well, see, when I first read about this one, I was pretty much like, yeah, that's sex trafficking. Mm. Just given where it happened, knowing what the place can be like and that photo because I really do think that photo looks like her. Um, if you have that photo, this yeah. wouldn't really be a big thing. It no, might no, been, not at yeah, all. Yeah, she fell overboard. Yeah, she fell yeah, overboard. yeah. No, but I'm there's a photo that yeah. looks very much like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, I guess as well you've got to think so, like, a lot of Eastern European countries have a lot of women sex trafficked. Mm. Um, so they get taken. And again, because I follow this stuff, not because I want to, but because it happens and people need to know about it and people need to share it because the reality is it, it happens. Mm. So I've seen videos and photos from undercover operations and things of what these sorts of places look like where it's not children that are being taken it's adult women that are being taken Mm. and these places are just it's like they're tourist destinations yeah for gross disgusting people yeah let's not even call them people The, the way they're set up is just it's basically like a hotel it's just got multiple rooms and each room has a woman in it and they're not looked after they're not Mm. cared for they're abused so these women are broken basically and they fear for their life so they just can't even say they live they exist in this place so there's no real sort of why did the you know do that why didn't she try escape why didn't she do this why didn't she fight back because it's they are worn down and broken women yeah the fact that she even asked for help on a couple of occasions from what we've been told yeah is pretty big deal obviously she you know realized that one of them was a soldier so you know I can trust him he can help me um there's a special place in hell for people like him seriously yeah oh my god yeah, well, I, I, one person that did come under the spotlight was the band member that Amy had been dancing yes. that night. Yes. Um, his name was Alistair Douglas, or he was known as Yellow. He's been suspected rather a lot. So a witness claims to have seen Amy and Yellow at around 6am near the disco. So that would have been after she'd gone back to her cabin and then come back out again. Um, now, this person said that she saw him hand her a drink that looked like coffee, which would make sense if she was up still from the night before and you know yeah. she, she wanted a coffee and I can see this you know she dances with him all night he says look I've got to pack up my gear and take care of some stuff but I can meet you at six when I get off and we'll have a coffee or whatever mm. this might explain why she didn't go to bed and she actually just stayed up rather than actually physically getting into bed yeah um, yeah makes sense to me yeah he denies ever speaking to her though after one o'clock. He says, yeah, we danced on the dance floor. I chatted to her, but after one, didn't see her again after that. Now he does go to Brad, her brother, early that day and say, I'm really sorry that your sister is missing. 
Now, he says, hang on a second, the only person that knew she was missing at that stage was the captain and the security. So how did he know that? So that was a little bit dodgy, unless the staff are just sort of talking amongst themselves maybe. Yeah. It actually seemed that Amy had gotten quite a bit of attention on the ship in general, though, throughout the trip. Like she she was a beautiful girl, you know, she got a lot of attention from guys. Three waiters got quite friendly with her and even mentioned to her dad that they wanted to take her to a local bar. Now, something strange also happened on the ship. There had been staff members taking constant photos of all the people on the ship. I guess it's like a souvenir thing, you know, like come at the end of it and take a photo that's been taken of you, whatever. You know, before social media, we just sort Mm. of actually printed photos out. Mm. Um, At the end of the trip, everyone was supposed to come and have a look at the pics, see which ones they wanted to take, so on and so forth. Now, Amy's family noticed that there was not one picture of Amy there even Mm. though she was quite active on the ship. She'd been going around, she'd been dancing, she'd been mingling Mm. with people. Um, So they asked the person in charge, where are the photos of Amy? And this guy was like, oh, well, there were plenty of her before, so obviously someone's taken them. Yeah. So that's dodgy to me. Yeah. One last possible sighting happened in Barbados in 2005 where a woman named Judy Moore was using a restroom in a department store when she heard two men come flying in and start threatening a woman who was in another stall. After they were done abusing her, um, and apparently this man was saying to her, the deal's at 11, you better be ready, hurry up. Mm-hmm. Um, after they were done abusing her and they left, Judy came out and found a woman crying at the sink. She told Judy that she was Amy from Virginia, but immediately after, the two, after she said that, the two men burst back in and grabbed her and dragged her out. Now, she told the FBI and said that the woman looked like Amy, but nothing ever came of it. So when I say looked like Amy, she didn't identify because I don't think that the um, the pictures of the supposed person in the brothel had come out yet. So she did not have this picture to compare to her identikit. I'm going to show you an identikit of this girl. Now, look at that compared to the jazz picture from the brothel. Yeah. It's the same person. Yeah. <laughs> and this is before that picture came out and was common knowledge. Like the parents had not received this picture yet. So yeah. this is very interesting to me. Oh, and, yeah. And this woman said, I am Amy from Virginia. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think this really cements it for me. There's no reason why yeah. this want to lie. And even if she was lying, like coming up with that picture, which is absolutely identical to the picture of the brothel picture, you know, she's got all of those same like standout facial features and everything like the cheekbones and the eyes. So, yeah, I think those pictures are pretty compelling. Yeah, it makes me mad. Yeah, it makes me really mad that there were so many people that yeah. saw and were there. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, you know, for me, like I get really passionate about, especially like the kid ones, like when Madeline McCann happened, I just was looking for her. I mean, I'm in Australia. She's probably not here, but Mm. I had a plan. Like I'm like, if I can see her and it's definitely her, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab it. You know, I had a whole plan in my head. Like I want to help someone who's in in trouble like that. Mm. Yet you've got this poor girl reaching out to so many people. And these are just the ones we know of. Who knows how many people she actually reached out to and Mm. nobody helped her. And there would come a time where eventually she wouldn't. Yeah, 
yeah, she probably just gave in in the end and was like, look, this is my lot now. And yeah, yeah the chances of her still being alive are pretty bloody slim, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, something interesting I found about this case was the opinions of the online community. Most people seem to think that she just fell overboard while she was drunk or while she was vomiting, which is just so weird to me. Like, I'm like, have you even looked at, have you even read all of the information? I just don't understand. It really did shock me, the amount of people. Most people think that that's what happened. Mm. So, And look, while we said it is a distinct possibility, it's just there's no evidence of it. And in order to believe it, you have to not believe all the other evidence, which mm. is silly. But all that aside, I think that the fact that the FBI was involved as well, that says a lot. You know, the FBI don't get involved unless they're reasonably sure that a crime has been committed. So mm. I feel like they even knew that something dodgy had happened. So, yeah, look, maybe she fell overboard. Maybe she didn't. But I don't think that she did. No. We do have, so we've got eyewitness accounts. We've got people describing her tattoos. We've got people saying that she told people her name. We've got that crazy identikit, which is a spitting image of her. And we have the photo as well, which really does look like her. So either she was trafficked or her doppelganger was. Yeah. (laughs) And her doppelganger had the same name as her and was from Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just such a shame that none of these witnesses could alert someone and actually help. Um, Interestingly, in 2005, another case came to light that has had some possible connections. So have you ever heard of the Natalie Holloway case? Maybe. It's another big one and, you know, potentially warrants an episode as well. Hmm. Um, But in 2005, 18-year-old Natalie Holloway was on an end-of-year school trip and went missing on the same island as Amy and she was last seen at the same restaurant where you know remember there was those three waiters that wanted to take Amy out to a restaurant well she was last seen at that restaurant so there's that's interesting to me that yeah I mean I'm, I'm going to put a link there is an episode of a show called The Vanished um, and I'll put a link of it up because it is actually um, hosted by Natalie Holloway's mum and it has a lot of video footage in it. And it and it actually does interview Amy's parents as well. Yes. So I'll put a link to it in the show notes because it's a really good resource to actually see a lot of um, pictures and video of Amy and the area and the ship and everything. So everyone have a look at that. That kind of ties it all in as well. But, yeah, there, there is sort of discussions that Natalie could have met the same fate. And when we were saying before about the jawbone that was found, that was actually originally thought to be Natalie's jawbone. Um, and when they tested it and it wasn't her, they just didn't keep testing it. So it's just bizarre to me. You've got this jawbone. But then again, I guess if it is Amy's jawbone, it doesn't really tell us anything other than she's dead because did she die that night? Did she die another night? You know, like you just yeah, don't but it would... It's closure. Yeah. Closure for someone and yep. for a case. And yeah. Ugh. And I don't know what would be worse for the parents, the idea that she's gone now or the idea that she's still alive and living that horrible life. Like, yeah. I don't know what's worse, you know. Can you imagine if she's still out there? Oh my and God. that's the thing as well. Like, she's either dead or she's still living that life because yeah. there's no way, unless she completely lost it and her mind is gone, there is no way that she wouldn't make her way back home, contact her family, you know, et cetera, by this point. Yep, I agree. 
yeah so final thoughts on what happened to amy oh yeah i think she was trafficked it sounds that way doesn't it which yes it's just horrific i mean and 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 look don't get me wrong everyone that's trafficked no matter what class you are what color you are what country you're from what age you are all of that it's it's all horrific and it needs to be stopped but the fact that this happened um i I suppose it reaches into our world as you know white women Mm. she's on a holiday she's supposed to be enjoying herself she's supposed to be having the time of her life she's celebrating finishing uni she's there with her family it should be a time where you feel safe and you feel comfortable to sort of just enjoy yourself but unfortunately Mm there's always going to be some piece of shit guy that decides that he owns you now. And you know that just, that is the thing that is the most scary. I think as a woman reading about this is that, yeah, it doesn't just happen to the nobodies, so to speak. Um, It can happen to anyone, unfortunately, which is a very depressing way to end things. (laughs) So if everyone wants to, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Um, And yeah, we'll, do you think that she really did just fall off the ship or do you think that unfortunately she was trafficked, which? Or any other stories that are similar. Yeah, let us know. You've heard about other stories that may have ended the same way because, you know, unless we talk about it, it's not going to get out there that it happens. So, mm. All right, everyone, we will see you all uh, next week. And, um, yeah, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.